0: Did you know that since 1993, 178 million children in 160 countries have received an Operation Christmas Child shoebox gift? As the coronavirus continues to spread and cause untold suffering, children around the world need hope and joy now as much as ever. This year, Samaritan's Purse anticipates reaching another 11 million children with shoebox gifts. Every child who receives an Operation Christmas Child shoebox hears the message of Jesus Christ. And each year, more than 4 million shoebox recipients participate in a follow-up discipleship program called The Greatest Journey. Visit samaritanspurse.org slash OCC to learn how you can pack a shoebox gift and be part of this global effort of fulfilling the great commission of Jesus Christ. That's samaritanspurse.org slash OCC. Listeners, welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. I am so glad you're here today. This topic is one that you need to hear. So share it with your friends, share it with your teammates, share it with parents in your ministry. Because we know that our kids... Are into social media, right? A lot of us are into social media. We get sucked into our screens and we scroll and scrub and click and do all this all the things. And it has an addictive nature. There's a lot of stuff out there that our kids know that we don't. And so as leaders and parents, but really as ministry leaders, we need to be aware of what is happening out in the and all the social media's. Uh, spaces with what's happening with what are the new platforms? What are the things that the kids are into? And how do we lead parents and kids? Uh, in a direction that would let them have a healthy relationship with social media. And so to talk about all of this, we have joining us today uh, a friend who's new to the podcast, Nathan Howard. He is uh, works for LifeWay students as a ministry project coordinator, does training on the student side. And so, Nathan, thank you so much
1: for being with us today. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here.
0: Now, you're used to talking about this from a student perspective, from a high school perspective. And so, but I asked, having seen your topic and you just taught this, a session on this for the Etch Family Ministry Conference, which we're grateful for your involvement there. And I asked if you might be able to talk to this from a a little bit of a kid's point of view, and you agreed. So thank you for being here to (laughs) talk with us about that. So let's just dive right in. So we're what's the biggest problem that we as adults have when it comes to social media and kids?
1: I think, man, I love talking about this. And I think we see it from from youth and then also into the kids space is I think students, I mean, I'm sorry, I think parents don't realize how big of an influence social media has. And I think people just kind of like, oh, well, my kid's not on this platform. So they act like it maybe doesn't even exist when what we're finding out is, Students are all over social media all the time, and the stats are just staggering. So,
0: So there's a lot of things out there, uh, a lot of different platforms. And so, uh, maybe run us through what are some of the hot ones? What are things that kids are. No, a lot of us as parents, we probably fall for the most part into, you know. Xers and, and some millennial parents and in mm-hmm. that range, um, and so but we we kind of have the platforms that we're familiar with and comfortable with. Like I'm part of the Facebook generation, and I know a lot of my younger friends are, are Instagram people. Uh, and there's just different platforms we're drawn to. But the kids have their own stuff, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. So we're seeing um, TikTok is on a huge rise. Like it just, I feel like every single day it gains kind of market share. Um, yes. We're seeing Instagram is now falling actually behind TikTok. So, how that's, rate, how that's rated is Snapchat is still number one. And so, this would be for this is specifically in the student space. But I think, you know, kids are starting to get in, into that. There's not too many stats, unfortunately, when you start talking about, you know, elementary age students. Um, but, t- um, Snapchat is number one followed by TikTok, and then followed very closely by Instagram. And so I feel like myself, I'm right there with you, Chuck, like definitely Facebook, Facebook, uh, generation, and then right into Instagram. So use those a lot, but we've got to understand too, that like Instagram for students and kids, isn't being used by scrolling and pictures. It's all about stories. So if you've ever noticed, like you're starting to see a lot more marketing happen in the story piece, you're like, I mean, every other story, you're like, oh, now I've got to add for something else. Well, it's because if you ever want to know what students are involved in, this is what I always tell people, follow the marketing dollars. And so yeah. that's one of the things that I usually look at is like, what are marketing trends doing? Because marketers know like, hey, this is where they are. And they pay good money to find out where students and kids are. So. Those are those are the big ones. And the other one that's just absolutely huge is YouTube. Ninety five percent of of Gen Z say they they use YouTube on a daily basis and 50 percent of those say they couldn't live without it. So and there are more and more students and kids
0: who, who when you ask them, what do they want to be when they grow up or what do they want to do? They want to be YouTubers. Yep. There's such a draw to that platform for uh, for finding an audience and even finding fame.
1: There is, yeah. A friend of mine actually just posted uh, about her her son. I think he's in maybe second grade, and his top three things were play football, be a YouTuber, and drive a NASCAR. <laughs> right? So it's just it's right there in their face. You know, they want to, like you said, they want to be on YouTube. Another fascinating thing is, uh in this, in the, we're talking about elementary age kids, forty five percent of them said they feel very influenced to buy a product from their YouTube personality that they watch, mm. and so. You know. Those,
0: those influencers—it's a real thing, right? And, and they, uh, although many of them are paid influencers, paid to influence whatever they're influencing, they really yep. do have an influence on uh, on their audiences.
1: Yeah, they do for sure. Yeah. So.
0: so for us, when it comes to social media, I think there's kind of two sides of this coin, and maybe we can go these two directions, and you can educate us a bit. I think on the one side, we might tend to look at social media and kids and have fear or have concerns. What are they being exposed to? Who is influencing them in those spaces? And so let's take a moment and let's talk a little bit about some of the concerns. And then I want yeah. to come back and talk to you about opportunities, because the other side of this is we as ministry leaders have an opportunity to to influence that we have never, ever had before if we can figure out how to engage using social media. So if you don't mind, let's start with some of those fears and concerns. What what are the kind of things that we need to be aware of in terms of um, some of the influence that we don't want for our kids?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you it, that's a great first question is, you know, kind of what are those influences on, on your kids? And it's especially when you talk about the world of TikTok to YouTube, all these influencers that are kind of right there in their face. Um, You know, some of them I think we would consider very kind of neutral, but a lot of them are really, you know, they're putting their ideas, their perspective, their worldview out there. Um, And so it's, you know, they could be teaching anything from what they think about what's going on politically. And you're like, you know, are they, are they, are they really actually doing that? And yeah, they are. Students are wanting to see, they're more concerned about like what their influencer that they like says on youtube than what like the news might say about yeah. it, whether it's politics or what's going on with racial t- tensions in the world right now um and so they're really being influenced by all of those things and they're listening very carefully to what these people have to say uh, and so we just see you know those are a few i think of the kind of the downsides the other side is a lot of this so one platform we didn't hit on but is huge right now especially in gen z and we're seeing it really start to explode in um in kids is a platform called twitch and so if you've okay. never heard of what twitch is it's a it's a i'm going to say what it is and you may think this is the dumbest thing i've ever heard of in my life but you watch other people play video games and you're like well why would i do that well you know twitch was bought by amazon Almost five years ago, for almost a billion dollars. Wow. And in two years ago, in two years, they turned that profit into two and a half billion dollar profit. And so, the money's there, people are there. It's where you watch Ninja play Fortnite, right? And so you're like, oh, Fortnite, I know that. Well, I'm sure you probably, you know, one thing I always encourage parents and student pastors to do is ask your students, like, and kids, who are the people like you watch, whether it's on Twitch or TikTok or Instagram, and then get to know, like, take some time and go watch their videos, see what they're saying. So Twitch is is an unfiltered platform. If you, you know, if you're just letting your kids have access to it, they can click on anybody and you may hear anything, you know? I mean, Twitch does some stuff to filter out stuff like, you know, pornography and nudity, but language is just, I mean, it could be through the roof, you know, and so there's no family settings or anything like that. It's just kind of all out there. I know YouTube does a bit of a better job at that, but even still it's pretty easy to get, you know, to click through one thing and just all of a sudden wind up, you know, there. So I think there's, there's definitely some big concerns that, you know, as parents, as leaders, we have to be concerned about with, you know, what is out there in social media. And it's, it's kind of goes back to if, you know, whoever's influencing the student the most, a lot of times that's what shapes their worldview. And so they're going to be made disciples of one thing or the other. And so are we going to disciple them, you know, obviously with the gospel and raise up Christ like followers, or are we going to let the world have, you know, a great influence over that where it probably shouldn't. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. And some of those influencers, YouTube through YouTube and Twitch and other platforms are people who have large audiences who there's, mm-hmm. there's kind of a, uh, Maybe like a pseudo intimacy. You know, we feel like we know those people. You mentioned like yeah. you know mainstream media. Uh, you may trust your influencer that you watch more so than somebody on CNN or something. Because yep. there's kind of a sense that I know this person and there's a relationship there. Even if it's not real, there's a feeling sure. of that. Yeah. And then the other part of that is people that we really do know. And so things like, you know, cyberbullying and stuff that goes on mm-hmm. just between kids who know one another is another risky area of social media that we need to be aware that kids may have to deal with.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Where that shows up huge is, is- – Kind of the Instagram, the Snapchat, the TikTok, you know, those kind of things where, you know, it could be a video that starts to go viral, but it's of some kid making fun of another kid, you know, that bullying aspect or, or it's, you know, they're getting comments. But I think another area where parents, I don't think realize sometimes how the word to use a word from their culture toxic. So how bad it can actually be the toxicity is actually in gaming. So if you've got you know, your kids are playing Fortnite, maybe with one buddy, but their squad, you know, maybe they got matched up with two other people. There's no telling what somebody could be saying over like an open mic or those kind of things. And so I think it. you know, we need some real guidelines, you know, for our students to help understand what that looks like. And so, right. I mean, man, I, I play a bit of video games myself and I just couldn't even describe to you what I've heard and the things I've heard said over open mics and stuff. I mean, it's just horrendous. I think people would just be absolutely appalled. And so, you know,
0: and a lot of that; those are people that you, parents would never let into their home to sit on the couch and play a game with their kids. Right. Right. Knowing Absolutely. Who those people are. Right. Yet when, the, when they're on the other side of the headphones and the microphone, you don't have any idea who your kids are right. interacting with.
1: Exactly. You don't. It could yeah. be. You know, it could be somebody in California or they could be halfway around the world in Australia. You just never know. So. so as
0: leaders, we need to be aware of that. That's a different dynamic than I had when I was a kid. You know, we we had bullies. We had all that. But it was different because that person was in your face. This yep. we, we really have – people have access to our, our children and our youth that never have before. And so we need to be able to coach our kids in how to engage with those people or how to not engage. And then also with the – man, that, that sense of comparison – uh, that mm-hmm. comes, you know, with wanting to, to keep up with what someone else has or what someone else does. Uh, that can be so toxic. You use that word mm-hmm. for kids uh, to get caught up in the TikTok world, where they're trying yep. to be skinnier or be cooler or be whatever it is. Yep. So, ha- what word might you offer to uh, to leaders of kids who are dealing with some of those concerns? What bits of advice might we offer them or encourage them to uh, to employee.
1: Yeah, I think, I think fun. I mean, I think it's just, I think parents and leaders we can't just think oh well it's just another piece that kind of is out there it's not like when we grew up exactly what you said like it's yeah. it's so different like we're seeing stats where anxiety and depression are just through the roof and it and part of this being related to the amount of time on technology or and how technology being used technology again at the end of the day is a tool right and it could be used for good or for bad and so yeah. i think it's i think a lot of that is just having some good You know, solid conversation with your students and kids and saying, okay, who, you know, who are you listening to? Who are you looking at? Who are your, I mean, they probably won't know what the word influencer is if you're talking to younger kids, but, you know, like, who do you watch? You know, who you watch on YouTube, right? You know, exactly. And so that's the first question. Then also try to point them, I think, really to like, okay, let's, let's take a look at this person who is out there, maybe having a positive influence or may, or there are some, you know, there are some Christian Twitch streamers out there who are doing a fantastic job. One of the guys that we've had on our podcast before, you know, is a pastor of a church and he, I mean, he's straight up just, He'll play some video games and he'll just straight up give a gospel presentation at the end, pray for yeah. people, incredible stories of how you know God is moving through that. And so I think it's it's a space I think we need to be willing to step into and share and show the light of Christ in. And I think that, you know, just having some of those conversations, what what are those influencers look like? Here's some things to be aware of. And again, it always goes back to just I think it's that really the identity and who we are in Christ and constantly saying, OK, this is what you've heard. Let's yeah. talk about it. And here's what the Bible says about that forming and shaping and molding. So
0: yeah, absolutely. All right. So let's turn the corner there towards the positive. Because one one of the things is, you know, aside from those concerns that we have, is, is the opportunity that this may present. And, and as adults, we need to know enough about the dangers, but also we need to be aware that this really could be a great way for us to form connection and to have influence. So yeah. what are some of the some of the ways that leaders, especially in the kids space, might look to uh, take advantage of of the technology that's out there.
1: Yeah, I think I think a great way is to start including, you know, kids in whether if you're doing like a lesson where you're, Doing like a Bible story or something like that, and you're having some interaction to use that to make, you know, maybe you could make a, a TikTok of a kid telling a, a one minute Bible story, or maybe it's using the, whether it's a skit or some of those kind of things to kind of, I think you'll see them maybe sometimes come a little bit more alive and live in the teaching time because, like, oh, wow, we're going to put this online because, you know, their world revolves around that. Um, one thing we really encourage. Uh, a lot of student pastors and leaders to do is, you know, we don't always have to be the most well-versed in this. And so more than likely they know more about the technology and how it works. than <laughs> right? we do. So <laughs> consult them, have them like, Hey, you know what? I want to do a video on this. What do you think it should be? And turn it over to them and let them kind of run with it. Obviously give them the guidelines, be kind of a shepherd oversight and oversight, make sure it, you know, those kind of things, you know, stay on track and that it still points people back to the gospel. But I think we, I think sometimes we think it has to be too polished and too professional and if you've ever and the way the social media is working right now if it's too polished and too professional no one's watching it. Kids and students right. don't want to see it. They want that video that's handheld bouncing all up and down from their favorite influencer while they're yeah. walking to Chick-fil-A to get their favorite smoothie and, and and nuggets, right? They they want that that very personal connection. So make it personal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a good word. So, I mean, so many churches with COVID have had to figure out ways to do ministry from anywhere. And so we've, we've got a website we put together for Lifeway kids called lifeway.com slash kids ministry from anywhere to help give leaders ideas. Man, Nathan, that tip of include the kids, in, in how you do that is such a great idea because many of us have turned to YouTube or Facebook Live or whatever to push ministry content out. But I would venture to guess that that few of us have actually let the kids be the ones who lead and run that. What a great cha- opportunity that would be.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think – and it helps other kids see like, oh, wow, this person, like they're talking about Christ and this is what they've learned from it. And so we – You know, like in the student space, we see students sometimes come alive from that because it's like, wow, there. My friend stepped out and was able to share their testimony or do this kind of thing, and I think we'll see the same thing, you know, from kids as well. Just be like, oh wow, okay, you know, this is something more than just you know that we study, you know, maybe for an hour on Sunday or whatever the context may be, but this can actually apply every aspect of life. So,
0: well, I know there's there there may be potential for a little bit of controversy. In all of this. And so I want to acknowledge Mm -hmm. that. And so I want to be careful to say that we are not telling you what to do. We are not saying this is our formal position. I just we're just having a conversation about ideas right now. And so there are a couple different ideas out there uh, about some platforms. And so, you know, I know that there are some people who would just say Snapchat. Absolutely. No. TikTok is there's nothing good there for kids, uh, you know, right. and, and we've all heard conversation around what platforms that are dangerous, you know, mm-hmm. for, for children. But as we talk about uh, opportunity, I, I, I love the idea of uh, like you have shared of the, the, your friend, the pastor who's gaming and using that platform as a way to share the gospel. I think yeah. we need to be looking for ways to do that as ministry leaders to, to take ministry outside our walls and to really do ministry from anywhere. We have to go where the kids are. And so as we talk about that as a concept, what maybe word of advice might you give us as leaders uh, who, who may not be as comfortable with some of this?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's obviously you're the leader. God has put you there in that culture, in that context. So, you know, you know, with discernment and wisdom, what is best for you know, the students, the kids that are around you. And so I think, I think, I think this is one of those things where it really does take some prayerful consideration. Um, but it also is one of those things. I think we need to be quick to realize this isn't a fad and it's not going away. Yeah. And so it's going to be around for a long time. Like we're seeing in a lot of, some people call them gen alpha, but like we're seeing those, those kids so closely tied to their phone. It's like another piece of their body, like another hand, Whereas we look at technology as a tool, right? It may be a hammer we use to get something cheap for them. Like it literally is something that's always with them all the time. And so their world is being shaped and they're seeing it through the lens of that piece of technology. Whereas we see the world and then that is a piece of technology that fits into our viewpoint. But for them, it's they're seeing the world through that technology. And so I think we've got to realize that it's not going away. And I think we need to start being leaders and examples of how do we show Christ, Christ to the world through this medium? And really make be changers of influence in the culture. And so I think, you know, it's okay to ask hard questions like, you know, I mean, I've had a lot of student pastors ask me, man, I just have a hard time being on Snapchat. And I'm like, I'm hundred percent with you. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be on it either, right? There's just, it's just not a good platform for students to be on TikTok. I think there's a little bit more control. You can do some things there. Um, I've seen I've seen some people do some real cool kind of innovative thing with quick TikToks um that kind of even in the style of, you know, what, what a TikTok is kind of all about, um, seeing people do some stuff with Twitch, a lot of people doing stuff with Instagram. Um, but you know, I think it's that, you know, it's not going to go away. It's here to stay. And so how do we show Christ through that? You know, so some things, again, there's just no redemptive value in. And so we just need (laughs) to stay away from them. Right. But some things I think we can look at and say, okay, this is a tool and we can get a little creative in how we help show Christ to the, to the students and kids around us.
0: I think it all comes down to uh that word being an influencer. You know, mm-hmm. we we all want to be an influence as ministry leaders. That's why we get into ministry, right? We want to connect kids or students with with Jesus. It's yep, that's absolutely. that's influencing. We want to speak into their lives. You want to advise them. We want to point them towards him. Uh, But we can we can uh, struggle to do that as the times change. And as we stay in our in our churches, you know, potentially we stay we're in our churches and nobody's coming right now. Right. We have to find ways to go out to where kids and students are and to be an influence. You know, God made us to be salt and light. And those are things that you you can't be light in the light. You've got to be a light in the darkness. That's right. And so, uh, man, the the challenge for uh, for Christians, for people who love the Lord, to go and to find ways to have a presence that is a positive influence in these places, is so important. Because if we just if we don't go there who will be influencing our
1: children who do. Exactly. Someone's going to fill the void of being an influencer in those spaces. And I'd much rather it be us showing the light of Christ than somebody else, you know, doing who knows what out there.
0: Man. Nathan Howard, thank you so much for your time. Man, I appreciate you, you coming on. It's it's great to talk with you and to have have your voice in the podcast. We'd like to have you back again sometime.
1: Yeah. Thanks for being here. It's great.
0: So we listeners I want to encourage you again uh, the the session uh, the or the uh, the discussion that we just had together Nathan has done this as a a full uh conference session for the Edge conference you can find the Edge conference although it's already over it happened a little bit ago but but the archive of that lives on on digitalpass.lifeway.com this is one of the topics that you will find in the breakouts Uh, And you can click through and you can watch, I think we have 60 different breakouts in the four main sessions and all the things of Etch that you can access right now. Uh, on digitalpass.lifeway.com. So I want to encourage you to go there and find out more about this. And I want to encourage you to take the time uh, to investigate what it is, uh, the places that your kids are being influenced and find ways, uh, one, that you can understand what's happening there so you can relate to kids through the challenges that they're facing and understand the reality of that. Nathan, you shared a lot of statistics. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of information out there for us to learn about uh, how social media influences us. And we need to look for ways that we can be positive influences as well. Great tip, by the way, to include your kids in making stuff for your churches to loop them in. Man, Nathan, I just really, really appreciate your insights. Thank you again. Thank you so much. Listeners, thank you for listening. We'll hope you join us again soon for another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast.